You're listening to the Knott's DJ Khaled Show. DJ Khaled! Just the remix! Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money yeah. on my mind, I can never right. get enough. We never be in Khaled do the remix. Everybody hands hey. on. Live from my parked car on the side of the road, welcome to the Non-DJ Khaled Show. I'm your host, DJ Khalil, and although I may also be a large Palestinian goofball, I'm honestly sick and tired of being called and compared to Khaled. Hey, that's no disrespect to him either. I just want to be me, an open format DJ, a non-profit CEO, a friend to many, and to some, a foe. With that said, let's get straight to the show. Hello, Clarice. It's so good to see you. I have my longtime friend from the Dirty Dirty. He is a film director, and his name is William Jacobson. I'm going to call you Billy <laughs> for the sake of the podcast. But Billy, Bill, Will, <laughs> how you doing, man? How's it going? Um, doing all right, man. How are you? I'm all right. You sound kind of on the sad side. Is there anything bothering you that you'd like to share with the millions of people listening to the show? Yeah, I was kind of hoping that no one would ever call me Billy again, but uh, here we are. Here we are. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call you Will. <laughs> no, no, no. This is your show, so that you make the rules. So, all right, all right. I, I, I feel you. Um, so let, let's, let's start it off, man. I've known you for a long time, and I feel like you've always been the creative type. Let me ask you though, what got you into film specifically? Eesh. That's a, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a, I guess like a big, there's a lot to say about that topic. So yeah, I'll, I'll try, I'll keep it as short as possible and okay. just say that basically uh, just as a kid, love, movies like any other kid does but uh specifically i uh went to this i grew up in florida so in universal studios in orlando there used to be this like hitchcock museum oh. and you know I was, yeah i was a kid in the 90s so i didn't really know what the or in the 80s 90s i didn't really know what the hitch who hitchcock was but my dad obviously grew up on him and he took me to the museum and just kind of like told me all about Hitchcock. And and it just seemed real as a kid, it just seemed really, there was kind of this mystique around him that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, years and years later, um, I got into, you know, I just started really, uh, basically when DVDs came out and they started doing special features where like directors would show behind the scenes on how they made movies. It just kind of took me back to like that time when I was learning about Hitchcock and I don't know, it all kind of came together at some point in my life where mm-hmm. um, I just kind of really loved the idea of how to tell stories with movies. And then I guess combine that with the fact that I was I was kind of lazy as a kid. I didn't really want to like do academics or books <laughs> or anything like that. I just, yeah. I'd rather just be behind a camera and just do fun stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, eventually that turned into a career, but that, that would be like the early kind of the early like seeds of what you know bloomed later on 
Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to me, a lot of creatives, you know, they, they didn't excel in school or maybe just were uninterested. And you look at, like, the things we were taught back then, you know, growing up, it's like, man, did we really need to learn that? Why couldn't we have just been exploring our capabilities or passions? Listen, I got an entire college degree, and I'm in, I'm in a good amount of debt, and oh, has nothing to do with filmmaking. So, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I get it. Yeah, man, I get it. Um, so you mentioned Hitchcock. Um, do you have any specific favorite directors or films in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, obviously Hitchcock, like I said, and then there's um, a Chinese director. His name is Wong Kar Wai, mm-hmm. and then there's um, a controversial choice um, that when I was younger I used to get into a lot of debates, and now I just don't care anymore because. I'm older and I just believe people should just love what they love and it's nobody else's business. But uh, one of my other favorite um, directors that kind of influenced me was um, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. And then um, and then more modern would be like uh, Denis Villeneuve, I think his name is, um, mm-hmm. the Mexican director Alejandro Murato, um, I think his name is. I, mm-hmm. I can't pronounce a lot of these names. Uh, Scorsese, these kind of guys. Um, oh, yeah. And then like, I, would, I would say like my favorite movies are kind of like a revolving door or it's always changing, kind of like your mm-hmm. top five hip-hop artists. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say with no particular order, the ones that spring to me, my head are like Vertigo, In the Mood for Love, uh, The Village and like The Village and Unbreakable. Um and then you have like um, Prisoners, you have uh, Goodfellas. Um, oh yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, Godfather One. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I, I I'll give a lot of props to the first Matrix as well because that's I, I ended up going to film school for a little bit because I saw the Matrix and I just thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. Uh, and um, yeah, there's there's a lot of movies. I mean, more recently though, more recently I, I saw this movie called Columbus. That's really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, past Lives came out this past year, and that was dope. So was Godzilla minus one, and um, and then the uh, the other day I watched um, American Fiction, which is nominated for some Oscars, and that's pretty damn good movie. So, okay. yeah, yeah, man, I actually watched. Godfather one, two, and three in three consecutive days this week, oh. and uh, man, there's something about Pacino in his younger years. I guess playing Michael Corleone and the way he was just calm, cool, and collective, it really stood out to me. And of course, like the the the, the cinematography and the music, man. It, I didn't like it growing up. I guess I didn't fully understand it, but man, it's it's definitely up there as one of the best of all time, if not the best. Yeah, you know what's funny too about that is that like. I didn't grow up watching that at all. Mm-hmm. I actually um, hated the idea of mafia movies most of my most of my childhood. I hated the idea because like they just seemed like they would be boring. Uh-huh. And yeah, I shared a room with my older brother, and my older brother loved mafia movies, and he, he <laughs> got like tired of my uninformed because I had never watched any. Uh-huh. So I remember one day in high school, he came into the room, he put. Uh, Goodfellas 
in like the DVD player. And he said, you're not allowed out of this room until you finish this movie. And I was like, <laughs> and I was upset. Was like, All right. And I ended up, and that's the first, so Goodfellas was the first movie. I was like, what in the world is this? Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was completely wrong. And, um, and then years and years later, um, I had a friend who gave me, well, a couple years, yeah, some years later, a, fr- a friend gave me the box set of the uh, Godfather, mm-hmm. and then it, even after that, it took me like six or seven years to watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a fr- another friend of mine was like, "Hey, I want to watch Godfather," and I told him about the box set, so we sat down and watched it. So I, I ended up watching that move, those movies, like around, um, like in my late twenties, like early thirties, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they, I saw what all the hype was about for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it just hits different when you're older, I guess, and you have a better grasp of 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 movies and how they're made. And I think there was even a series on how The Godfather almost didn't get made due to the real life mafia and a lot of, I guess, political behind action. With I think it was Paramount back in that day or, or something. But it's a really yeah, good yeah. series. I encourage anyone to watch that. Yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, in short. Just everyone was against the movie mm-hmm. completely. You know, Francis Ford Coppola wasn't who he is now. Like, mm-hmm. he was nobody. Yeah. And nobody believed in him or Al Pacino. None of the, nobody in the studio did. Like, they just, they were trying to fire him. They were yes. trying to get him. And he got to a point, Coppola got to a point where he could feel who was trying to get him fired. Mm-hmm. And he, he knew, he said, I, I saw this uh, interview with him that he said, he knew that studios only fired people uh, like directors on the weekends because Um. because if they fired a director on a Friday, they had all weekend to bring in a new director. So they wouldn't Ah. fire a director on a Tuesday. So when he sensed who was trying to get him fired, he would fire them before the weekend. (laughs) Wow. So that they wouldn't fire him on or get him fired on the weekend. So yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. And, um, it was bad, and then now everyone looks like an idiot because it's considered one of the best American movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> How would you describe your personal style um, uh, as far as, I guess, would you call yourself a director or a cinematographer or just a, a, a visionary? Um, that's a good question, man. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I'm I'm figuring it out. I... Uh, yeah, I'm figuring it out and I'm figuring it out by just, I decided to just start just pumping out as many movies as I can pump out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for years and years and years, I've been working in the film industry on the production side of things and working on different projects for like the last decade. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been over time slowly investing in gear and I talk a lot about movies and I've made some stuff here and there, some music videos and stuff, but but um, I was kind of just never, never really went full in on being a filmmaker. And um, I decided last year that I would do that this year. And so that's what I started doing. And um, I've now have two short films that I've directed, edited, all that and released this year. Um, and then I still have 10 more that I'm going to be releasing this year. I bring that up just to say that the, the main reason I'm doing that or one of the main reasons I'm doing that was because I, I know for a fact I want to be a filmmaker for the rest of my life, and I don't always want to be working on other people's projects on the production mm-hmm. side of things. I want to work on my own. But in order to do that, in order to be successful at that, 
I need to know exactly who I am. Like, am I more just a director? Am I more cinema, a cinematographer director? Am I just mm -hmm. more of a cinematographer? Mm -hmm. And so these questions have kind of been in my mind and I decided to just get up and start making and figure it out as I go and just kind of yeah. see what, what things fall in place, where my strengths are, where my weaknesses are. Um, and there's no better way to do that than just by doing it. So mm. up until now, now with the few movies I've made recently, um, I definitely see, I definitely love lighting and crafting a scene. Um, I, I would say I want to be a director, but I think I'm less experienced being a director and directing actors and that sort of thing. I'm more experienced. I've always just had to do things on my own. I'm more experienced in just how to shoot things. So right now I'm more of a cinematographer, I would say, than, than a director. But um, directing is something that I want to get better at. Um, I just directed my first movie where I was directing uh, an actor. And, you know, I have a lot to learn. Uh, you know, it went well, but... You know, this is also a trained actor who kind of gave me some some tips after the fact and let me know some things I need to work on, uh, which I appreciate because, you know, who better to let you know what you need to work on in directing than the people you're directing. So, um, so yeah, so I would say right now I'm more of a cinematographer, but I'm hoping I'm, I'm looking to build up my skill set as a director and um, and how to how to communicate a vision and a story. Mm -hmm actors and cast and crew around me you know it's funny you bring that up because i've seen you come out with this idea of releasing a new project for the entire year once a month um i know when it comes to putting out content consistency has always played a, a major role i think in a lot of people and a lot of different um visionaries and artists um, I actually did watch both of your films for the month of January and February. And what I like, I think, most about them is not just the way they're shot and the lighting, um, but I feel like they're also ambiguous. You know, the, the meaning can be subjective to a degree, and it leaves uh, room for the imagination and what you're trying to convey. Can you tell us about the two videos you've done and maybe some um, upcoming stuff to look out for? Yeah, no, no, I appreciate, I appreciate, first of all, I appreciate you watching them. Um, yeah. You know, that's one of the, 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 the crazy things about, I'm sure, you know, as part of like creating stuff and putting it on the internet is, is that like, you don't really know, like in traditional times, I guess, if you put a movie into a theater, you know, people are watching because there's tickets that are sold. Mm -hmm. So, and yes, we have likes now, but that, yeah. or views. But that doesn't even necessarily mean they watched it. Like, like I, I posted videos where, you know, I have like, it'll say, let's say 100 views in the last hour. And I'm like, yeah. And then I go to the analytics or something. And it's like, yeah, most, the average person watched two seconds. It's like, uh. oh. Like, <laughs> so, so, uh, so you never really know. So I appreciate you watching it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the style is concerned, that's funny you say that because I've just kind of always made films or, and I'm also a, a photographer, which is what I spent most of my time doing the last um, handful of years is photography. Um, mm -hmm. And I've always just kind of done what felt right for me. Mm -hmm. And then recently um, in the making of this most recent film, 
um, I stumbled on this lecture about filmmaking styles. And I, that's when I, that's where I realized kind of what I naturally do, which is basically they were talking about how directors have one of two choices when they, um, begin a film, um, begin to tell a story is you can either tell the movie from an objective point of view or a subjective point of view. Mm. And what, what they meant by that is, you know, it, stylistically like an objective point of view would be more like what's a typical kind of Hollywood movie where you're seeing these things happen. So, um, so for instance, the movie that just came out in February, you know, at its, at its core is just a guy is going on a first date with a girl he really likes. Right. So, mm -hmm. so if that was told in kind of a typical objective way, mm -hmm. you know, you would, or, um, you know, it'd be focused more on like the visual storytelling of, uh, okay, well, we have to like tell the story in kind of this linear fashion. And, um, mm. and there's nothing wrong. So like, I think, I think uh, by and large, Scorsese does a lot of objective storytelling and, uh, you know, Holly, you know, American filmmakers, Quint Tarantino, these kind of guys, but, you know, they tell a story and you follow the facts of the story and you watch the character arcs and the, the arc and you see the the conclusion and that sort of thing. And yeah. a subjective, uh, a movie told from the subjective point of view will be more like how how you're lighting it and the music and how you're mm -hmm. cranking it and how you're editing it is telling the same story, but it's more focused on having the audience feel what the character's feeling as opposed to mm -hmm. telling you what the character's doing. It wants you to kind of connect with the character emotionally as opposed to mm -hmm. I guess. So um, the the movies that are really popular for doing this are most movies from like A24, um, mm -hmm. Euphoria, the TV series is, you know, if you ever watch Euphoria on HBO, which is an A24 TV series, you know, it's, it's just a high school drama. Kids mm -hmm. in high school dating, messing around with each other. You know, there's ups and there's downs, there's drug usage, there's parties, so on and so forth. We've seen that all think about all the high school shows that came out in our lifetime from the Dawson Creeks to the OCs to <laughs> so all this other kind of stuff. We've seen that before. Yeah. But what's different about Euphoria is that it's told from a subjective point of view. Like you're you're not watching kids take drugs, you're experiencing it with them. You're experiencing mm -hmm. in the highs and the lows. So and and they do that through how they light it and how they kind of the music they add and um, it's very kind of abstract and surreal, it feels. So anyways, all that to say, I realize that's what I'm kind of more drawn to in mm -hmm. what I like to watch. And so therefore, that's kind of what I enjoy making is um, I like telling stories from more of a subjective point of view to yeah. where it's more emotive and the audience can kind of feel what they need to feel from it or, you know, it, every, it's kind of subjective in that way. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so you didn't. So that I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that because that's, you know, I'm happy to hear that you picked up on that. I, I did feel a sense of anxiety for the main character. Um, I was actually, it, it, it kind of seemed like it was building up to when he opened the door at the end. That like, I thought he was gonna see, you know, his girl or partner cheating on him, and I, I just felt nervous. <laughs> or I didn't, I didn't know what to expect when he opened the door. And it, again, that's how it ends. Spoiler alert, but um. Yeah, man. I felt like it was building up, and it's just cool to have that, you know, um, again, ambiguous ending. 
Um, but yeah, so my second part of the question was, um, is there anything we could look forward to you as far as upcoming projects for the rest of the year or anything you'd like to promote in general? Yeah. Um, well, uh, as we've been talking about, I have 10 more films coming out this year in 2024. Mm -hmm. uh, one short film a month. Um, every film will be released on the very last Friday of said month. And um, so look out for those. Um, I have some different ideas for different films. Uh, this film that just came out in February is part one of a three-part series. Mm. Uh, so the second movie will take place sometime after that first date um, at a different place in this character's life and, you know, where the relationship went. Um, and then the third part will be well after that. Uh, so those movies will come out sometime this year um i'm also going to actually be coming up to new york uh fairly soon i, I don't have a date yet but I, i'll be coming up there once or twice um in the next couple months uh because i'll be shooting a documentary with awesome. a, friend, a friend of ours um yeah just about what he's got going on in the city um with his work and um yeah um it's been a it's been an interesting ride so far. Uh, the first film was more meta, and it was more just like it was about me trying to do this journey, um, and just kind of the the struggles that come with that. And then the second film was, uh, I want to say it was it was less personal but very personal. Like it's, I wouldn't say that the story of the last movie was a particular story that uh, I was trying to paint for anyone, but it is a story that I've lived more than once with, you know, different people I've been very excited about and, and had all the anticipation and anxiety leading up to what could be a beautiful future between us. Um, so it was more just drawing on multiple experiences to kind of draw in a, an emotion that I felt, I feel like a lot of people can relate to um, before they got jaded and burnt by love. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so look out for the rest of the, uh, it's all going to be on my YouTube channel. Like every month the movies come out, they're on my YouTube channel, but they're also on my TikTok. They're on my Instagram. They're on my Facebook. Um, you know, I just, I'm just want to just make films and be a filmmaker. And, um, I don't know how to exactly get to where I want to be one day as a filmmaker, but I know the only way to get there is to go forward and mm -hmm. start walking that path and start making films and see where the journey takes you. You know, as you go forward, doors, some doors are locked and you have to go to another door and that's how you find your way through. But just sitting back and and just thinking about the road is never going to get you anywhere closer to where you want to be. So, yeah, so this is my journey. Just making films and seeing what happens, you know, hopefully mm -hmm. they connect. Um, like, you know, that's one of the main things that one of the cores of like, why you even get into art is that like, you're so you know, artists are people who really get affected by a piece of art, whether it be music or movies or whatever painting. And it, and it really has a profound effect on them. And it's probably happened more than one time. And usually when you are impacted enough by something um by art you you tend to want to participate in that art because you want to be able to recreate that for 
other people. Like the way I've been kind of moved by films and different directors, I really hope I can do that for other people. So um, some people are by art and, you know, movies are just entertainment. They go home and do their mm -hmm. thing. But for us artists, um, it's different. You know, we just want to participate. We want to give what we've received. So I'm hoping that other, other people receive um, what I'm giving. Yeah, man, that's all I think you can do is, is move forward and put out stuff that you're passionate about and you think, you know, if you think you've done a great job or if you think you've given it your all, you know, that's where likes and comments don't necessarily matter because you're, you know, you're doing you, you're, you're moving forward, you're putting out um, creative stuff and, and, and I think something eventually will be bound to stick and what sticks for you may not stick for me, but hey. Again, it's a forward motion. So with that said, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. Uh, I look forward to, you know, hopefully connecting when you come to New York and we doing our little uh, food tours slash comedy show adventure. With that being said, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Khalil out. Follow him on social media at DJ Khalil. That's D-E-E-J-A-Y-K-H-A-L-I-L. -E -E